1: The Telegraph. the Telegraph podcasts. As we scramble for some hope and perhaps even some cheer, we're looking into what shape Christmas 2020 is likely to take. This is Coronavirus: the latest from the Telegraph. I'm Theodora Laludis. Now, I can't be the only one who started seeing mince pies creeping into the supermarket and even the odd bit of premature tinsel. And it might be too early to put up the tree, but that doesn't mean that Christmas isn't on the minds of many Britons. I think we've all realised by now that the 2020 festive season's bound to look very different amid the pandemic. Boris Johnson has struck a positive but decidedly cautious tone when addressing the subject this month. Everything we can to make sure that Christmas for everybody
0: is best to to try to make sure that we get life back to as close to uh, normal as possible for for Christmas. But that is going to depend, I'm afraid, on our success uh, in uh, getting...
1: But as more places move into higher tiers, Oxford, it was announced, would move into tier two from Saturday. West Yorkshire is the latest area to be placed under the strictest level of Covid restrictions. It'll move into tier three from Monday. What do we really know about Christmas 2020? Yelante Fawahinmi is a Telegraph journalist who's been looking into that for us. And earlier I gave her a call and asked her what government ministers have been saying on the subject.
2: I think a lot of ministers are still as confused as we are. Mm. I think a lot of them are kind of looking to Boris Johnson to kind of figure out if he's going to actually make that big decision to maybe put the country on a national lockdown. It's so hard to really predict what's going to happen in the next few months. But I know a lot of ministers are conscious that as the cases are continuing to rise, does that mean that things are going to stay the same, especially as when Boris Johnson did announce that we're going to be on a three-tier lockdown. He did mention that it's possible that it could last for the
1: next six months and that Christmas falls under that kind of time period. Well the rule on buying mince pies and putting your decorations up is that you're not supposed to do it before Halloween. We are talking about Christmas before Halloween, but <laughs> I think it's fair to say that everyone just wants something to look forward to at the moment. Yes. And as you said Boris Johnson said on it was on September the 22nd when he uh, announced the tier system that this could go on for at least 6 months. That takes us to April the 22nd. (laughs) He said, unless we palpably make progress, I think we can all agree that 310 new deaths yesterday on on Wednesday with the virus is not palpable progress. If The current tier system is still in place at Christmas. What's it going to mean for those who are in tiers two and three? It will mean that
2: Christmas will be just with your immediate families. It sounds like a very quiet, intimate Christmas this year. Usually that's a time where families that haven't maybe seen each other for a long period of time come together and celebrate. But it seems that like everyone's going to be with the people
1: that they've just been in with lockdown. If they haven't argued already over the lockdown, I'm sure they'll find a way to do so at Christmas. <laughs> the government's been a little bit vague on how areas can move from tier three to tier two and tier two to tier one. Mm. Um, as always, it says it's looking at the science what has sage the group that advises the government on the science said about christmas
2: a lot of them have kind of encouraged us to be more realistic and look at where we are now get rid of our extreme wishful thinking that we're in a very tough period of time and it's definitely not going to be the usual celebration one other thing members of sage have been advising government to maybe consider is to having all areas across the uk have the same lockdown coronavirus measures in place so that families that are maybe in tier one and tier two or tier three, they're all kind of on the same level. And I guess it kind of encourages or minimises the kind of north to south divide that we're starting to see now. And I think that may help people manage the difference in Christmas this year a lot better if they know that everyone's on the same page and not some people are allowed to share or be
1: family more than others. That's actually similar to what the Lib Dem leader, Ed Davey, was saying the other day. He wasn't so much talking about um, keeping the rules the same across England, uh, the lockdown measures. He was talking about all four governments coming together. So England, Ireland, Scotland and Wales to agree a coherent set of rules before Christmas. Because he says that as well as people feeling like this is more just at Christmas, like they can do the same as their family, as you say, in other parts of the country. His main reason was that if you don't have a coherent set of rules across all four nations at Christmas, then they'll just be so confusing that people will break them anyway. Mm. So he actually thinks that for public health, you need to have one clear message over Christmas so that people will actually follow them. But I think the main message that we're hearing, the more resounding one amongst politicians and scientists and those who are generally in the know, is that... We have to expect something small. There are plenty of voices who are saying that. One of the leading voices
2: is Jeremy Farrer, The prominent doctor who sits on stage. He has said that manage our expectations and not get too bogged down on Christmas being what we hope it to be, but more of what Christmas could be and is quite likely
1: to be as well. Okay, that answer is going to make my next question sound completely absurd because it's the ultimate wishful thinking. But there are going to be people out there who are dreaming of some Christmas sun, maybe who normally jet off over Christmas. Are Christmas holidays completely off the cards? Or oh,
2: not necessarily, but it is encouraged that we should try and limit our travel. It's probably best to consider wherever you're traveling to, if that country or that continent is under strict lockdown rules and measures, if you're going to have to do a 14 day quarantine or not. There's so many things to consider and so many holes to jump through now. And it kind of makes travelling a bit off-putting. But I know a lot of people are still travelling and still trying to catch the sun where they can or even visit a family that they haven't seen
1: in a very long time. Mm. And the travel corridor list is being updated weekly with places both being added and taken off. So, uh, for example, a couple of weeks ago, you couldn't go to Crete without isolating on your return if you're arriving back in England, but now you can. So, yeah, I suppose the, the travel advice is if you can bear the stress of things potentially being cancelled and it's something you really want to do, then there is a list of places that that you could go. But that is, of course, an entirely personal decision. Uh, And the advice does change, so do stay up-to-date listeners on the government website. OK, so I think it sounds like there is a lot up in the air with regard to Christmas. And uh, to be honest, I feel like the ultimate question is going to be whether the traditionally libertarian Boris Johnson can even face imposing restrictions at a time where so much of the country is hoping to be celebrating and um, most people won't be working and most people will be hoping to have a jolly old time. We'll see. Thank you so much, Yolante. Thank you. The rest of the coronavirus latest news. Nearly 100,000 people are catching coronavirus every day in England, according to a major study. Researchers at Imperial College London say the epidemic's gaining pace, an estimate the number of people infected is now doubling every nine days. The authors say we're at a critical stage and something has to change. It comes as France and Germany both reimpose national measures to control the virus. Britain's death toll from the second wave could reach 85,000, almost double the total so far, according to leaked SAGE documents. They state that the reasonable worst-case scenario suggests the number of fatalities could remain high for at least three months, continuing long after Christmas and even into March. The modelling was leaked to The Spectator and drawn up in late July. It suggests a much longer second wave, where deaths remain above 500 a day for at least three months, while over the first wave, deaths reached over 500 a day for just five weeks. As always, if you'd like more information on any of those stories, you'll find links to our full write-ups in the episode description. And if you're not already a Telegraph subscriber, you'll want to head first to telegraph.co.uk slash audio, where you can access a special offer and get your first 30 days completely free. If you found today's show useful, please do leave it a five-star rating and perhaps even a short review on Apple Podcasts. And subscribe to this feed to make sure you don't miss my next update. If you'd like to get in touch, do email me. It's coronaviruspodcast at telegraph.co.uk or you can find me on. On Twitter at T underscore Leludis. This is coronavirus the latest from the Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leludis. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel
2: style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more